Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we're two-thirds of the way through The Final Empire, which is the, the first book in the Mistborn series. We stop today at part four. Mm, it's like Brandon planned it for us. That's right. That's right. Um, but today I have a warm-up, actually. Okay. Um, and I'm going back to the well. I'm going back Groceries? to a bike-related... Good, good guess. <laughs> Groceries. We've got a lot of wells, actually. <laughs> we do. The deep. This one is this one this one is bike related, um, and I'm gonna do a, a, a small rant, maybe. Okay. So, I, I like bought my uh, my two bikes a while ago, right mm-hmm. when I started doing the biking thing, and I live in a small apartment, so I like even though I want. To just like keep buying bikes, I can't because <laughs> I course. can't fit them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but for a while there, I was like having fun, right? Like looking at cool bikes, of course, and what to buy. Yeah. And so, I actually get pretty hyped when people who know me as like the person that uh, commutes by bike, mm-hmm. and they want to, and they want to 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 get a bike. And they ask me for advice. Oh, absolutely. Because right? yeah. then I, I feel like I can live vicariously through them, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm like, oh, I want this bike really badly. You should get it. Yeah. Uh, and then someone I know can have it. Yes, okay. I know exactly this feeling. I know exactly this feeling. Yeah. Here's where I get frustrated, though. Mm. People don't know how much bikes cost. Mm-hmm. And... If you ask me, like, like, hey, I want to start getting into like commuting by bike, mm-hmm. replacing e- even like, even like on the extreme end, like replacing my, like not getting a car and getting a bike instead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll be like, and I get hyped, right? I'm like, okay, nice, nice, nice. Let me talk about all these bikes that you. But first, uh, like, how how much money you oh, got yeah. to to throw around at this? Because that's the first question that you have to ask. It's so low. People think it's so low, right? It's like they'll be like, "Oh, I'm thinking like um, 300 bucks." Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe like pushing it, like at most 600 if there's like a really good one. Oh my! And it's God. like, why are you asking me? Why would you even come to me with this? <laughs> uh. I can't help you get a bike for 300 dollars. I mean, there are bikes for $300, Luke. Yes, but my advice is not helpful. Correct. Because there are bikes that are either, if you're looking for a new bike, don't get one for $300. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. Or or you're getting a used bike, which is like a very good option, Mm -hmm. I will say. Don't get me wrong. Great option. Yes. But like, I am not, I can't give you advice on that. Right. Right. I'm okay. not like I'm not gonna scroll Facebook Marketplace for you until I find a bike for you. Right. Here's all right, listeners out there. If you want your friend who's an expert in something to give you advice about uh, about a product, right? The first thing you need to do is like the littlest bit of research about it. Yes. Like do yes. do a little bit to see what the like marketplace is like. This. This to me feels like, actually, this might expand a little bit. This is going to be related to something we've talked about before, 
people say stuff without thinking about that without thinking like two <laughs> steps ahead do you know what i mean <laughs> that's very broad but yes but like this is the same thing with the vegetarian question is it's like mm. it's like i feel like you just had this question in your mind like you just saw it and the first thing that popped into your head was like oh maybe you can help me with this because i've i've I'm I'm somewhat interested in this. Like I have a I have a small amount of interest in this. Help me with it. Right. And it's like uh I mean, I don't know. So 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 <laughs> point point I'm trying to make here. Do a little bit of research and if you want advice on a used thing, send find the used thing yourself and send it to the the person who's an expert and be like, "Hey, is this good?" That's how you right. do that. Right. Right. You have to have, if you're going to do something like this, where you have like a very low budget, you need to come at me with very specific questions. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be happy to help you. Like, hey, where where is the best place to sacrifice on like quality? Mm-hmm. Let's say. Mm-hmm. How much do I want to spend on uh, accessories, like a bike lock, mm-hmm. whatever? Gotta don't have a just bike come lock. at me. Don't just come at me with what bike should I get? Yeah. Yeah. It's rude. I think it's rude. It's very disrespectful. (laughs) I, oh man. Yes. Yes. I get comments a lot from people who are like, who see me ride my bike into work. Although around here, it's like, you got to get some bigger tires. And I'm like, yeah, I know the potholes are are bad. I'm aware. I'm aware. Um (laughs) But, yeah, mm. I'm trying to think of how we respond to this question in the future so that we can feel empowered. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've we've already talked mm-hmm. to the people who are doing this. I think now we need to speak to the people who are getting this question. We need to give some advice. If you get asked this question, how do you respect yourself? Okay. And respond in a way that's like, I don't know, I can't really deal with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> um ugh. no i think there, i think there's a couple options the first option is just like oh my dad just picked it out for me i don't actually <laughs> know my dad just picked it out so maybe ask your dad or you can ask my That's dad okay i'll give you my dad's number just put it off on your dad do you know what i mean i sure yeah because yeah, i'm not yeah, gonna contact seems... a, a strange dad about bike advice there's no way i'm gonna follow you up on that that yeah <laughs> ask my dad okay but that's but that's a I, I that's the approach to just get them to leave you alone without any i think without much like satisfaction mm, yeah okay um so i th- i think with bikes in particular the lead one is price people assume bikes are so cheap and compared to a yeah. car they fucking are uh right but they're not like a grocery they're not like the amount you'd spend on a week's worth of groceries. Like they are going to be more right. than that. Um, right. I think if, okay, here's the question actually. Um, once they, once like, right. We say how much you want to spend. They say a super low number. Mm-hmm. I think the, the follow-ups to that are just like, we keep asking questions as if we're trying to figure out like the best bike for them. But the questions just keep getting more insulting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like the next right, so question like, is like, oh, you're talking about like for your for your small child to ride with you? 
That's the price. You, do you do you want training wheels as well? Because those are a little bit extra. The squeaky so. horn, you know, the honky horn is also going to put you back a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if you're, I don't know if that's going to fit your budget. <laughs> so we'll we'll have to work on the following questions, but I I think it just needs to be right, like asking asking questions that are asked in earnest but are very insulting. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like, mm. buying a helmet is like a $30 purchase. Oh, minimum. Yeah. Min- yeah, yeah, yeah. $30 is a cheap ass helmet. Correct. Okay. Correct. The amount of, the amount of like money I have put into my bike lifestyle, like, obviously way less than a car. Mm-hmm. I want to get that out front. But like, it's not, you can't just like hop on a bike. Well, well, okay. Here's the thing. You can save a fair amount of money if you're willing to put in a fair amount of work. So I built my like commuter bike from parts. I like found all the parts on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. I found the frame at a used bike shop. Like I did all the labor myself. I probably put like 50 hours of labor into the bike and I spent like $700 on it. Right. So like, even if you're going to put in a ton of work to your bike, like, (sighs) maybe we should just ask, maybe we should just ask when somebody asks about putting together a bike, like, oh, you've got like $600 lying around that you can dedicate to this? Like, awesome. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Right, right. Because there's there's trade-offs, right? Like, you actually can just hop on a bike, a bad one, if you wanted to, and it would technically work. Yeah. But it would be very miserable. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to have all these mechanical issues. People, man, there are so many people who have like $30 Huffies from Walmart who like have gear shift issues or brake issues. And it's just like, like the only thing you can do is like, yeah, this bike is bad. Like I can't really fix it in a meaningful way. It's just like this. This is just how your bike is. I'm sorry. (laughs) Which is what I don't think people realize. Like, yeah. Uh, We're kind of popping off on bikes right now. This is kind of turning into a bike show. I know. I know. But we're, uh, maybe we should, maybe we should pause there because I think we're riled up. Uh, and probably ready to actually get to the book. I've got one. I've got one real quick thing before we get into it, and that is when I tell people I ride a bike to work, most people assume it's a motorcycle, and I have to correct them very quickly. <laughs> I will. I will also add the last thing, which is that uh, one of my bikes is an electric bike. So when people come at me with, uh, like, they want advice on an, an electric bike to get, and have like a thousand dollars as their budget i know it sounds like a lot but that's still it's like okay you can get this one bike yeah yeah with that (laughs) it's a bad one enjoy (laughs) don't it you're not gonna but try please try (laughs) but okay okay let's do let's do mistborn um up to part four is where we have stopped today let me open up my notes here Hmm. we have in this section finally gotten into some of the some of the balls the the noble the parties oh okay yeah <laughs> we've gotten into the balls 
as we say. <laughs> Vin is Vin is dancing um, with the best of them, right? Or the worst and of them. I so they go to multiple of these a week, or at least there's there one like are, every night. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are like most nights, and presumably you're not going to all of them, but you're probably going to like yeah, like a couple a week, if not more. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a bit of a, like, a thing of, like, you know, making it nice. We want ours to be good and, like, maybe one-up the last people. Mm -hmm. I know there's, you probably can't do that if you're, if, like, it's happening every day because that's too much. Yeah. But I feel like we need to bring in a new activity than just dancing oh shit yeah so Uh, here's how they go currently mm -hmm. you you roll up in your carriage um maybe you have some friends or a date you meet them and you will sit at your table with them and eat dinner and then after dinner you will just do a, a combination of either dancing for some amount of time or chatting for some amount of time. Yeah. And there's like nothing else. Correct. Oh, you're so right, Luke. How boring is this shit? Come on. I, get, set up a net. Let's get some volleyball going on. Like one night a week is volleyball night. Yeah. Yeah. Trivia's Tuesday. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about this. This sucks. If I'm looking for something to do, because this is what Vin talks about a little bit, right? Is she's like, I understand why everyone goes to the balls because there's like nothing else to do. This is so boring just hanging out all day. Um mm-hmm. just hanging out all day, like murdering ska in the back garden. <laughs> like this is just so right. uh, so blase. Um Yeah. Give me something else to do with these things. Because you can only eat dinner and dance so many times before you're just putting in the motions. Before it's just, like, not interesting anymore. Right. Ugh. Right. The, you, I mean, bringing in the idea of trivia alone would just, like, revolutionize, would just like revolutionize the social dynamics here. Oh, entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although it ha- even a minor board game. Here's the issue with trivia, though, is it's all gonna be, uh, it's all gonna be like religious trivia. So it's gonna be boring mm-hmm. pretty quick. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna get old real fast. Where everyone's like, yes, yes, the deepening, such a terrible thing. Uh, how many tentacles did the deepening have? Uh, we all know it's thirteen. <laughs> okay sure that's fair trivia trivia maybe without our uh without our great pop culture references uh would be tough but like you know some board games mm. mm-hmm. what about D D? <laughs> hold on luke <laughs> here's the issue here's the issue with any kind of thing like that though is you're never playing with somebody who is a soother or a rioter. Mm. 
because right. it's just i mean you don't want to do a lot of things with them i imagine but things like this in particular i feel like would not be fun they would very quickly not be fun i mean on the on the on the other hand i feel like there's a chance that playing these uh it's actually a risk for people to be a soother Mm. like because like most of the time right people don't want others to know what skills they have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah like it's it's a way to draw out people i guess oh luke hold on i just had a revelation we need to have there needs to be like gambling that's happening at these things and here's how it works. The obligators are these people who are going around verifying agreements between people. Mm-hmm. How are people not making casual bets and having an obligator come over and verify the bet and then <laughs> seeing if it happens? Like, hey, I'll bet you five uh, gold that Vin dances with this guy next. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. And then call an obligator <laughs> over and like validate it. <laughs> I mean, I think that should be happening. I I think that maybe as they're currently constructed, there's nothing interesting to gamble about at these. Mm-hmm. But throw some games in the mix, then yeah, of course. We're well, we're doing games. We're doing gambling. Everybody's <laughs> ever. It's now very exciting. I feel like it very quickly devolves, though, into ska blood sport. Because they're already... Everything, everything eventually turns into ska blood sport. They're already so fine with murdering ska, like it's no big deal. They're already just like, it. it's literally a non-issue to most of them. So <laughs> I feel like as soon as you get gambling in the mix, ska start dying very quickly. Here's here's maybe our our theory that we're going to build towards. They have had these uh these little evenings, right, for presumably a very long time. Mhm. And they've arrived at their current structure because if you add anything else into the mix, it eventually leads to ska blood sport. <laughs> and at some point in the past, they were like, we got to stop this. We're doing eating and dancing only. Right. It becomes unsustainable. Like the ska population is not able to sustain the blood sport. And there is a civilizational collapse. The first Lord, the Lord ruler had to put an end to these things because right. the government collapsed because there was too much blood sport. <laughs> Every time. Every time. It's like that, that Domino's meme where it's like you're pushing over the first thing and it's like playing chess at the ball and then <laughs> and then the one at the end is like the ska population collapses and the empire is doomed yeah yeah that's that seems right to me man but these balls are so boring <laughs> they are they are um speaking of the the lord ruler i think that's his name right yeah first lord yeah i think that's right. whatever his name is first lord maybe so 
We learned what adium does in this section. Mm-hmm. I call it atium. Atium is what I say in my head too. I don't know why I just said adium. Um, okay. <laughs> atium allows you to see into the future a little bit. Mm-hmm. How have how, how has our super smart crew not put the pieces together about this? It feels obvious to me what's going on here. Do I need Wait, to say I actually it? Don't, I actually, I actually don't know what you're what you're doing. Okay, they're trying to attack a guy who has a collection, the world's biggest collection of a metal that allows him to see into the future, and they have no idea why they keep getting foiled every time. <laughs> uh guys, I think I know what's going on. I see, because because okay, to back up a moment, ATM as we've seen so far can let you see like a moment into the future yes and and you're implying here that the the first lord can use it to see farther into the future than that yes he has like a huge stockpile of it if you flare Mm. something it like extends how you can use it Mm. and we already saw we just Mm. saw them run a super long distance with pewter and there's like a, a thing with dragging and like i don't know i I feel like it's not unreasonable to assume that the first Lord has figured out or the Lord ruler has figured out. Oh yeah. If I just constantly eat this, I can see pretty far in the future. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I, I would have to assume that he is also like better in some way at using these metals than everybody else. We, there's evidence of that already. There's evidence of that because when they get close to the spires, they're like, oh, I already feel this effect that is emanating from him. It's like, yeah, he's way right. better at it than everybody else. Dude, put the pieces together. Like, I just am... Nobody is even considering this. It's like, they're like, oh man, I don't know what he's doing with all that atium, those atium reserves. Like, yeah, he's giving away some, but he's got to have so much stored up in the palace. Like, what is he even doing with it all? It's like, I don't know, maybe guess what he's doing with it. Make like one guess. <laughs> right. Especially when like they have two points of evidence now where they have tried to break in and defeat him in some way. And he's just like seemingly known their plan. Right. The, and the most recent one, there can be like nothing, right? Like no one could have betrayed them in any way for this yeah it's like after the most recent one it's like that's the only explanation (laughs) unless unless that room just contains a steel inquisitor (laughs) it's like that's where they go hang out i don't know why you're so right the lord ruler just goes to have a little hot tub time with with his steel inquisitor friends they're buddies just it's just a it's on his schedule it's like every every tuesday i get beers with my guys (laughs) he's a really busy guy and so he has to schedule hang time chill time (laughs) kelsier just keeps trying to get in there (laughs) (sighs) okay so those are those are the two explanations i think right (laughs) But, like, we aren't hearing any of this from, from these guys. And maybe Kelsey already knows. He seems to have a backup plan, something else that he's cooking up. 
Right. But I don't, I don't know. And, and like the further to further just like reach deeper in the well of this sort of theory, but mostly prediction that I'm cooking up 11th metal has got to be opposite atium, right? Well, okay. First off. So there's two of the like quote higher metals. Mm-hmm. And one of them is ATM. Do we have we heard anything about the other one yet? It's this eleventh metal. Right? I thought no, because there's oh 10, you're right right no 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 you're right we haven't heard about the opposite of ATM yet. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we haven't yet. Looking in the past, is that what it is? <laughs> Whoa, super valuable. <laughs> you can see what happened a minute ago. Pretty cool. <laughs> that'd actually be really funny if that's what it was it's the cheapest of all of them because it's pointless right right um okay i actually have a, a note on atm as well yeah um which so atm as we can see why is super valuable right mm-hmm. and the the nobles and the great houses spend a lot of money trying to get more from the uh uh the first lord and that's like one of the main ways he seems to control them Mm because he controls all the atm right Mm -hmm. yeah and so like (laughs) only mistborn can use it right and if you're a mistborn fighting another mistborn that has it the only thing that you can do is start using it. Uh-huh. And then like it's just you're and then at that point you're just wasting ATM. Kind of. Right. I mean you're not wasting it because you're using it defensively. Well, okay, but I mean like the two of you while you're fighting mm-hmm. are burning a super expensive thing. And if you're both burning it, you're in the same circumstances if you were both not burning. It. Yeah, it, yeah, you've nullified the effect. Yeah. And so like at a certain point if if I'm a if I'm like a leader of a great house, I gotta get together with the other leaders and be like, guys, guys, the ATM w- sucks. We gotta stop using the ATM. It's just inconvenient at this point. At this point, it's just like we're all just carrying around ATM in case one of us uses ATM. You're saying we've artificially let's just, let's just all agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's just annoying. We need right? an arms control treaty, and then everyone will just be way better off. It's like, hey, let's <laughs> right. stop spending millions of dollars every year on this resource that doesn't actually help us in any major way. Right. Yeah, but see, Luke, if I then use ATM, oh. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> I'm sure you would love for me to sign that treaty and then you use all the ATM and conquer everyone. It's true. It's true. <sighs> but you're right. The the price of this is like is bonkers. It's like diamonds. Guys, there's a there's so much. There's a huge vault full of them. You can make them. Well, okay, you can't make this one, but like it's all arbitrary, guys. Um, so that's, that's my note on, that's my note on ATM. As soon as like we heard the full effects of it, I was, it's just, it's just inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, ha- now I just have to carry this around all the time. Yeah. And be ready to use it. Speaking of, speaking of the metals, Luke, 
I think it's pretty easy to determine what the worst misting power would be. And uh, there could be a debate between like bronze or copper. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in what you think the best misting power would be. Okay. Let's 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 go through them really quickly. So yeah. uh bronze lets you see what other people are doing. It tells you if other people or- are burning metals, right? Yeah. 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 Copper lets you hide your own. Mm-hmm. Or other people's. Um, and it prevents or, or you from people's. being like mentally manipulated. Right. Um, and then we've got steel and iron, which are the pushing or pulling on metal. Mm-hmm. And then we've got tin, which lets you enhances your senses. Mm-hmm. And pewter, which makes you stronger. And then there's the emotional manipulation, the two that are emotional manipulation. Yeah. Right. And let's skip the let's skip the ATM and, and whatnot for now. Yeah. I'm picking one. You got to pick one. You got to be a misting. You can't be a misborn. I think there is an there's an argument for a few of them. I think there's obviously an argument for um for pewter. Ah, uh, okay. I think pewter's the most boring of all of these. If you pick pewter, uh, you're yeah, a Hufflepuff. The, okay, if you pick pewter, pewter is like one of those stats that's like plus five percent to uh to one-handed attack right where it's like this is so boring but like actually like pretty useful (laughs) like yeah i get it it's useful but like who cares okay sure um (sighs) a lot of them are really useful gotta pick one gotta pick one loot you could pick pewter that's fine i'm not gonna judge you i mean i will but i think i might pick is iron pulling or pushing uh, I don't remember if iron or steel are pushing and pulling. You can just say which one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say iron. Is that and pushing or why. pulling? I'm gonna. I, it doesn't matter actually. For you got to pick purposes. one. Uh, pushing or pulling? Let's do. Luke. Let's do pushing. Oh, okay. Tell me why you would do pushing. Um, for the travel benefits, jumping around, a little Spider-Man action. Uh huh. Um. There's also some some of the combat component, right? You can you can uh, do this, uh, throw coins at people and whatever, whatever. The coin um, shooter, yeah. But iron is also the easiest to get, and so you basically like never have to worry about not having iron, right? Mm. Is it like, easiest like, to get? For example. For example, like pewter, like I don't think any of these are particularly hard to get. Mm-hmm. Like pewter, right? It's you have to. It's an alloy. You have to get like the right oh, amount. Oh, I hadn't even considered this. Yeah. Okay. So like you actually do have to like have a source of pewter. Uh, wow, Luke, I didn't even think about this about the ease of accessibility. Okay. Okay. Well. I'm going to push back on you a little bit because I feel like if you could do any of things, getting any of these things, getting the resources to buy the metals to do it, I feel like would be pretty easy. Sure. But like, like uh, you're just walking around town with like, I don't know how much 
how much pewter. I don't. I guess I don't know how much these are. These are used. And and also, I'm kind of viewing myself as like part of the part of the ska here, where mm-hmm. I can't just like go to a store and be like, "Give me all your pewter." Right? <laughs> you have to have like a thing, a way to do it. Okay. All right. That's. I hadn't considered this as a factor. This. This is good. I will say I chose the pulling one. Uh, and literally okay. because like Spider, you can do like cool Spider-Man <laughs> swinging with this it. This is, when I was trying to decide between pulling and pushing, I was like, pulling has big Spider-Man vibes, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Although it only is effective in a city, uh, which is also Spider-Man's right. great weakness. Um, and so... But I think it would be more fun to be Spider-Man swinging around a big city, grabbing onto window latches and stuff, than like kangaroo bouncing through the countryside on these, sure, these things. So I just think pulling is cooler. Um, it's also more surprising. Like if I pull a piece of metal from behind someone, mm. oh, mm-hmm. surprise, gotcha. Um, That's right. Instead of like shooting coins out of my fist. <laughs> I I think I think that's true. I mean I I I think there's arguments for other ones too. Like 10 is like super useful. Mm-hmm. Vin's eavesdropping on people all the time. Plus back to my original point, you could just buy a roll of tin foil. Be like I'm going by baking today. And that's your 10 for the year. Right, like, hey, I'm just making brownies. Don't mind me. <laughs> don't mind me. One of the main reasons I don't buy a lot of tinfoil is because I'm worried about the waste. Mm-hmm. Um, not anymore if I'm a tin eye. Problem with tin, though, sounds like you're really migraine prone. Mm, true. That's true. So, could be an issue. Also... I feel like the metal ones, I actually feel like the two, like iron and steel, are significantly better than a lot of these because you get the tracking ability. Mm, yeah. So tin is helpful if you're trying to track someone and or if you're trying to like eavesdrop on a conversation. But iron and steel give you some ability to like follow someone at a distance. And like that part of the power, I think, is would be beneficial on its own. Um, yeah obviously not as good but like the two of these things together very impressive so yeah i I think we chose right honestly i think we chose right it's got to be iron or steel depends if you want to be spider-man or iron man (laughs) yeah yeah that's good that's a good way to put it actually um y'all you can you can let us know what you think is the best power but mm, unless it's iron or steel Mm, you're not right so feel free to let us know but (laughs) okay (sighs) first i I actually want to return to our our little parties yeah for a moment my 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 very small note is that uh finally we have a main character that doesn't enjoy reading i was yes Um, i noted this as well I just I just want to note that that's interesting, and then and then the other thing is we haven't talked about Ellen. I think is that his name? I think mm-hmm. yeah. 
And how charming is this guy? Apparently. Hmm. Uh, because like, like, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I realized that like from us as a reader's perspective, it's like, yeah, fine. It's, he's nice, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, Vin talks to this guy very briefly. Yes. On her first, on her first uh, trip. Mm-hmm. And, like, is smitten. Absolutely smitten. Mm-hmm. And, like, from my from my viewing, from my reading, it didn't seem like a particularly noteworthy conversation. Mm. But that just leads me to believe that, like, he just has an air about him, right? I mean, Luke, have you not? You're dancing around it. Are you saying he's extremely handsome? <laughs> I love that that's where you went with it. That it's he's got to be hot. Luke, the world that you we are... he's a suitor. Yeah, we're currently in a world where there are people who can magically influence what you think about them. And you're like, he's okay. got to be hot. Uh, man, he's got to be hot. <laughs> this guy's got to be so hot. <laughs> you're so, okay, but like... For, for this, he's got to be like the absolute best suitor. Right. I mean, he's a part of Vin one of the most like... powerful families around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a part of one of the most powerful families around. He shows up to parties and just reads in the corner the whole time. And yet everyone's like, this guy's so freaking cool. We got to talk more to him. <laughs> I don't think everyone is saying that. Okay, but he is like, he has had multiple opportunities to be in circles of power and like put in positions. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think there's a good chance he is Mistborn or had, just has some magical ability. He has one of the magics. Because you're right. <laughs> I you're he's totally really right. <laughs> Maybe it's really hot. Maybe that's his power. Um, but yes, she talks to him very little and is convinced he's a good guy. And she should like share with him her more of her true feelings about stuff. Especially considering how long it took her to feel comfortable with her crew, with her new crew. She is opening up to this strange nobleman so fast. Very quick. Very quick. At the very least, she should be concerned, right? Yeah. I mean, to your your point, like, it is so quick that it seems like it has to be magical Hmm. in nature. Right. I mean, not uh, not that love isn't magical. I was going to say by the, itself. the magic of true love, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah, you've convinced me. I guess. Yeah, I just what? <laughs> I guess there is something intriguing about a, you know, kind of scrawny kid reading a book in the corner when everyone else is like partying and dancing. Um, especially especially to a person who doesn't like reading correct yeah well i think just to everyone like seeing someone reading a book is just pretty hot and i think everybody who's into reading just like automatically four or five points up you know you know what i mean totally i agree with that so (laughs) anyway back to this book we're reading so something that 
we learned talk speaking of the books that he's reading vin finds one of these books that's like hey the lord ruler should be doing a much better job if he is god and seems to keep messing up like has here are these instances where he's messed up i sincerely hope the rest of that book is a huge takedown of the lord ruler and that he's actually an idiot he's just an immortal one (laughs) where it's like yeah he's just had a thousand years to be like oh dang it that didn't work oh shoot we can't give out free gatorade in the drinking fountains oh (laughs) dang it right just that the lord ruler is not a shrewd administrator he's just had so long to fuck up yeah that would be nice because the other thing that we hear about this book in particular is that like it hasn't been banned Mm -hmm. because it's like just a little bit boring right and so (laughs) maybe it's just a list of like some kind of minor mistakes that's like really long and people are like i yeah i don't really care that much but he's a guy who you literally can't burn to death because he'll just like regrow all of his bones right and so that's way cooler i want to read about that one right right but everyone gets pissed at him and tries to kill him because he did such a bad job and he just comes out of it and it's like, sorry, guys, I'll try again. I'll try better next time. And they're like, damn it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe the first, like, two centuries were, like, you know, a lot nicer where, like, he was trying things and just kept messing up, right? And so people kept just burning him, whatever, whatever. And he was like, you know what? Enough. I want to keep trying things. I'm sick of you guys killing me afterwards. It's inconvenient. You're now Ska. <laughs> oh, interesting. This is the origin of the Ska. Yeah. Ooh. Too much. <laughs> too many critics. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like this, actually. Um, it is it is a bad sign for for us trying to kill him if uh you know he can be burned and come back i think kelsier says that him getting decapitated is just an annoyance um i mean there are other you don't have to kill someone to take them out of the equation permanently though and i'm just going to propose a really obvious solution here Big metal box, drop it in the ocean. Mm. Okay. Big metal box, Lord Ruler goes inside, take it out to sea. Oh, deep as you can put it. Is there a reason you're going metal? Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Oh, can't be. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I thought it was easy. (laughs) Actually, how about this? A metal box that's the metal is like one of the alloys that you can use but it's not at the right percentage and so it's like if you want to get out of this you're gonna get really sick 
Luke, be really unpleasant this, to burn this metal. This is the recipe to make an insane immortal Lord Ruler. <laughs> like this is not a good thing that we are that you have set up. You have made it worse. <laughs> right, because he's immortal. So in your solution, he's sitting at the bottom of the of the ocean, basically, slowly burning this metal box. It's making him sick. Yeah, he will eventually come up and be like, "I'm back." I had some great <laughs> ideas down there. It's tough. It's First tough off, one. no left feet anymore. We're all getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good solution of. Of getting rid of him, I guess. <sighs> bury, bury him. Concrete. Do we have concrete yet? Stone box. Put him in a stone box. I don't know. There's something. There's gotta be something. We're big box people. Just do boxes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll get him, though. We'll get him. We'll get him with this uranium. Yeah, sure. That Kelsey is slowly poisoning himself with. Um, okay. Speaking of Kelsey Air, kind of an interesting section here what, what do we think are we worried about the ego i'm worried about his true plan okay because i i think the ego is the explanation for what he's doing but it's not the reason all right so when i say the explanation this is how other characters are explaining his behavior when we get those private moments with Kelsier, it's revealed that he's kind of got something else in mind. Like, there is a true plan, plans within plans. There is a true plan he's building towards that I think he's covering by pretending like it's his ego. I don't think it's really his ego. That's that's mm. what's going on here. Uh, I don't know what it is. At first, I assumed it was just that he wants to kill the Lord Ruler. I think there's more to it now i'm worried about what more there is to it but you know but you currently don't have any theories as to like what it is jamaican vacation that's my top theory right now he keeps talking about he wants to go where the water's nice and the flowers are pretty and smell good and i think he's trying to he's trying to find a little jamaican vacation okay okay I think that's I think that's a, as good of a theory as any. Um, so, good, so good job on that one. Thank you. I worked for a long time on it. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I have no idea what this this deeper theory is yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know either. Marsh is very suspicious of him, though. Maybe he's got a, maybe he's got an idea. Um, if we ever see him again. Hmm. I'm worried about him. Uh, okay. Also at the end here, our army that we have been building oh my makes God. a very ridiculous mistake. Yeah. God, this sucked. But uh, okay, actually before we get before we get here, I want to ask who is the like regular army, the like emperor's army? there to fight against oh like why do they have a garrison yeah 
like other than the ska rebellions right because like those don't happen that often anymore there's like a but there's a bunch of cities right yeah and each of them have some garrison right whether it be like twenty thousand, which i think is in our capital city mm-hmm it's just like it's a lot of people to have a it's like having a standing army when everyone is, is a exp- part of the same government right hmm i mean maybe these plantation cities maybe these minor cities go to war with each other like maybe they attack into maybe there's a lot of civil conflict that happens maybe but i didn't get the sense of that i don't know i feel like maybe there's just like areas outside of the empire that we just don't hear about that often i don't think so though because they they're talking about how like everyone has come in line with the empire now right and maybe it's just like maybe it's just a big tax racket it's a you know once the military industrial complex gets started up, Luke, it is so hard to to tune that thing down. That's true. There's just so many contractors, <laughs> lobbyists, right? All that stuff, right? All that good stuff. I think the other thing in this scene, which is really interesting, is how quick Kelsier is to blame himself for this. And I I appreciated the perspective of the old Scott at the end, who was like, "Dude, no, they were idiots. This is this is like not your fault. Uh, you did give them right. hope, but I mean, that was so dumb what they did. And <laughs> I agree with him. Like, yeah, what Kelsier did wasn't super cool in making them think they were superhuman, but also the whole plan." was for them to not reveal themselves until it was necessary. Right. What? This was like (laughs) opposite the plan. This was so dumb. This went against literally everything that they were working for. This, this like almost seems so dumb to like be suspicious. Like it was sabotaged, perhaps? Yeah. Like maybe... Like, as soon as this quote-unquote rebel rebel leader was put in charge, uh, the whole thing fell apart. Like, maybe this rebel leader uh, is a plant. Maybe this is a big psyop. Ooh. Ooh, okay. You mean from the beginning? From the beginning. He was like, maybe the Lord Ruler was like, hey, let's find out who's trying to undermine my government. I'm going to send this guy out who's supposedly running the Ska revolution and have him hire a bunch of people to try and overthrow the government. And then he'll just like get them destroyed. It's sort of like a Baru Cormorant situation. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I I where I thought you were going to go with this is that we've heard that there are ways to like imitate someone. Oh. And we keep hearing or we kept hearing how much he has changed. Right? This this or at is least better. His relationship to Kelsey or changed. Oh, this is this is better, Luke. I I like this much more. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh I think that yeah, okay. Whoa. Yes. Got to be, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's got to be 
Somebody found his bones. Somebody killed him and took his bones and crafted him into a little meat puppet and is having him do mm-hmm. their bidding now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's got to be what the... Okay. Actually, I think we've also discovered what the 10th medal does. Oh, you think that, that the 10th medal is what lets you do the... Yeah, I think the 10th, thing? the 10th medal allows you to use somebody's bones to make them do well, stuff. Well, okay... There's a very small part here where um, Kelsier is talking to Lord Renoir. Yes, I remember this. Mm-hmm. And presumably he has done this as like the way to be the perfect correct uh, imposter, right? Yes. But I forget what the word is, but Kelsier calls him something. Like a Kadar, I think. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Which I interpreted as like a different, like not a human, mm. but it could just be like the name for someone that uses this metal, I guess. Like mm-hmm. we call others like Ten Eye or oh, could be thugs or that kind of thing. So yeah, the other thing about this, which is tricky, is what. <laughs> We've learned a few things about how this works. The first is that you need their bones because somebody was worried about Kelsier coming back or an imposter standing in for Kelsier. And they were like, well, if they found his bones, then they could have made an imposter. And the other thing we know about it is it's horrific because when they talk about how they have Lord Renoir, they're like, you don't want to know how we did that. Like, trust me, you don't want to know. So... This could be, and, you know, there are other things that use metals in different ways, which we're learning about. So maybe there is some weird creature that that will do this or like a mist wraith kind of situation. Um, I'm going to, my money's on this is what the 10th metal does. This is the opposite of Atium. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to talk about general tone here for a second. All right. Is this the darkest Brandon Sanderson book we have read so far? I think Brandon Sanderson book? Probably. Yeah. The... Just, like, how much murder there is. Like, murder on a scale we have not seen. And murder to the point where it's, like, not a not a thing at all. Murder where it's, like, state... <laughs> state required murder where it's like oh yeah these nobles will just have sex with ska women and then they're required to murder them afterwards and it happens yeah pretty much all the time pretty pretty frequently yeah um yeah that one's tough i mean everything about it is tough that's probably the i think the darkest part of it so far but we also hear about like that time when a guard killed some ska boy just like far enough outside of the party that you couldn't see, but like no farther. Right. And purely for the reason that he didn't want to deal with him, like struggling and screaming anymore. He was like, man, it's going to be easier to manage this if if it's dead. That one's tough. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty... It's got to be the darkest Brandon for sure. Honestly, it's like up there with darkest books that we've read, even. Yeah, I mean, 
there's books like the vagrant which are just like all all pretty dark um it is up there with darkest books we've read um and i mean there's a lot of parallels with the broken earth trilogy as well right we have this like slave class um Mm -hmm. that's being treated like a slave class in the society and how terrible that is um and actually i hmm. i think there are definitely books we've read that are much darker than this there are books we've read that are much darker than this the the fifth season is pretty dark all the way through um i will say this puts brandon up in that up in that realm brandon is typically not this dark brandon doesn't go this dark in a lot of his books but man even when there's stuff that's horrific right like in elantris where there's this city of lepers essentially even then it's not as dark as this i i I also think that brandon's can do a very dark setting like this one but rarely gets into like details Mm. which i think is what would put other books that we've read at like maybe a little bit darker right and i guess the details are what make this so horrific right when he just talks about how casually they kill ska uh yeah yeah it's it's tough brandon you you wrote a dark one here this it is a it is a dark one um figuratively and literally because it's always there's basically no sun um correct (laughs) correct uh yeah i i don't know it's a yeah bad tone not good vibes Mm. overall for sure um the one thing i i want to make sure that we say before we get out Mm -hmm. um is we have a hoid sighting alert alert (laughs) hoid has been spotted hoid has been spotted um very minor role at least in this one so far mm-hmm. and i i don't know i i'm sure that there are characters in this book that are in other cosmere books maybe but i don't i don't know them as of right now at least yeah i don't think we've seen any of them yet but maybe we've missed them when we get to the end of this book Listeners, if we missed any in other books we've read, let us know. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, next week we're going to be wrapping this up. So Luke and I, we'll be bringing some hot takes. And big dumb nerds. Yeah.